Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And today, we're going to tackle a topic that a few of our Vegan Business Tribe members have started to talk about in hushed whispers. And that's about the possibility of, dare I say it, a recession and what impact that's going to have on your business. Because it's been a hell of a time for the economy. First with the pandemic and then with the various governments of the world just seeming to do everything they can do to destabilise the geopolitical scene from Brexit here in the UK to the war in Ukraine. And it's left business owners with a lot of uncertainty of what the next few months are going to bring. So we're going to take a long look at what your business can do during a financial downturn, not just to survive it, but to actually prosper in it too. Because although change does bring uncertainty, it also brings a lot of opportunities for business. Before we get started, though, just a quick reminder that this podcast, it's only a tiny part of everything that we do at Vegan Business Tribe. So, If you are looking for help to grow a vegan business, no matter what stage you're at, so maybe you're at the point where you're looking to scale up your business or you're trying to find investors or raise finance to take you to the next level, or maybe you've just got an idea for a vegan business at the moment and you don't know how to get started on that, then we're here to help. Just go take a look at our membership site at veganbusinesstribe.com, which is where you'll find lots of information, videos, courses, masterclasses, online events, and a whole community of the most amazing people that you will ever meet because they're all vegan business people, which are the best kind of business people. Our membership site, it's also what funds Vegan Business Tribe. So even if you just want to contribute to making sure that we can keep putting out this podcast every week and keep doing all the work that we do to champion the vegan business scene around the world, then go to the website, click on the big join button on the homepage, and you'll see everything that you get as a member. Okay, so the idea of a recession, it can be a very scary concept if you run your own business. As a consumer, you've got options when there's less money coming in. You can make cutbacks. You can choose to have nights in instead of nights out. You can just spend less and buy less stuff to make sure that you don't run out of money by the end of the month. But as a business, 
If your customers simply stop spending with you, then that can be a catastrophe for your company. You've still got the office rent to pay. You've still got suppliers who need paying out. And you might have staff that you don't want to lay off, but they still need to take a wage home too. In the UK, the last Great Recession that we saw was in 2008 and 2009, when we had over a year of negative growth. And that was on the back of the banking crisis. And it was a very tough time for many people, as it also was in many other countries, including the United States in particular. And we lost banks like Northern Rock and major UK high street retailers and shops like Woolworths went bust. But while some businesses were having just a horrific time, 2008 is also when we saw the launch of companies such as Craft Beer Company, Brewdog, which is now worth more than $2 billion. Companies that were offering innovative new ways to find and buy products like notonthehighstreet.com, they found that their user base surged by a million new customers at the start of the last recession. And in fact, not on the high street, they saw the same booming customers during the coronavirus pandemic. And this is the first thing to remember. No matter how good the economic outlook is, you will find that some companies fail. And no matter how bad that economic outlook is, you will find a bunch of people making more money than they ever have before. And the reason that I remember the last recession so well is because I launched a business myself right in the middle of it. And the business was really focused on cost and undercutting the market. And the recession, well, it was when we had our best time. In fact, the business struggled when the economy started to improve. And we had to really change our whole business model to adapt to that. But it can genuinely be a very scary time for businesses. And especially if you've never traded through a financial downturn before, or if you're a smaller business without those cash reserves. And although I will never say that an economic downturn is a good thing, it hits people really hard. But it can actually be a time for real opportunities too. Now, I'm not going to predict what's going to happen over the next six months. I am in no way an economist. But the combined effects of the COVID pandemic, of geopolitical action, military unrest and just everything else that's going on at the moment, people are fearing about the financial outlook in many different countries. And when the economy hits a rough patch, then people's spending patterns change. The types of products and services that we buy changes. How long it takes us to make a buying decision changes. People reevaluate their outgoings to decide what is necessary and what is a luxury that we can live without. We consolidate our purchases and we start to look around to see if we can get a product that solves the same problem but from somebody else at a cheaper price. 
And although it's this change in consumer buying behaviour that creates the problems for businesses, it's also what creates the opportunities. So, for a hotel chain, for example, a downturn creates a problem because that's when people cut back on travelling. And those who do travel, they're looking to pay less for accommodation. But the hotel chain, it's still got that big infrastructure to maintain. They still own all those hotels. But for a company like Airbnb, which allows people to rent out their spare rooms to travellers, then every time there's a slump in the economy, their bookings go up as people are looking for cheaper alternatives. In fact, Airbnb launched during a downturn when the founders saw the need for cheaper travel accommodation. And if Airbnb do see a period of reduced bookings, then actually that's not that big a problem because they've got no hotels that they need to maintain, making the company far more resilient. And we saw the same change in where people were spending their money during the coronavirus pandemic. As some companies lost out, others made record profits. Streaming services saw a boom in new subscribers while cinemas closed down. Those companies that could pivot to provide in-home services and deliveries and experiences, they saw fast growth, whilst those who were tied to traditional business models, they couldn't adapt. Now, if you think that you do already have a flexible, agile business, then that's great. But that doesn't mean that you should just shrug off the possibility that we are heading into a downturn. There are still some very sensible things that you can do in any business if you're facing a slowdown or recession to try and protect yourself against some of the worst negative effects. But first, you need to decide how much you're actually going to participate in any downturn or recession. And I know this sounds like a weird thing to say. You might think it's out of your hands. But during the last recession in the UK, I was attending a lot of in-person networking events and you would genuinely see business people at these events wearing a badge that read, I refuse to participate in this recession. Because a lot of the traditional advice for getting through a recession as a business is to batten down those hatches. It's to cut all your spending right back, to furlough employees and just retreat into your shell until it all blows over and the economy gets better. And in this case, companies are protecting their core infrastructure and footprint just so that they can come out of that semi-hibernation when the financial outlook gets better. It's what we saw VegFest UK do during the pandemic when in-person events couldn't go ahead. They cut their operations and team right back and they moved to online events that they knew wouldn't bring in the same kind of money but they kept the brand alive. And now they are returning to the London Olympia in November for what's looking like it's going to be the UK's biggest and best vegan consumer event ever. 
And taking this approach, it can be very sensible. In fact, for some companies, it might be the only option, especially if they don't have big cash reserves. But it does mean that you are also contributing to the downturn by stopping buying from suppliers yourself. Other companies instead decide that a recession or downturn is the time to push growth and increase their spending and activity. So, one of the things you should do is take a good look at your business and see which of those two camps do you fall into. It might even be that you have to take quick and very serious action first just to get your company into a stable cash position. But then look to come out fighting because you see the opportunities to jump ahead of your competition rather than going into hibernation with them. So let's look at the first of those two options first. Downturns, it forces you into running a really lean company. And by lean, I mean a cost-efficient business that produces a product or delivers a service as efficiently as possible without all that waste spend. And during the pandemic in the UK, I was dealing with a company who put 50% of their workforce on leave through the government-backed furlough scheme. But at the same time, they retained 80% of their turnover with just half their staff. And that was, as you can imagine, a huge eye-opener to the management team about how inefficient the business had become. They quickly worked out how to run the business and keep delivering their core product with only half of the resources that they'd been using before. They came out of the other side of a pandemic hugely more profitable with a really lean business as a result. A lot of the time, staff are the biggest cost to a business. But laying people off, it's never an easy process. We have a responsibility to those who we employ, and especially in smaller businesses. Those around us become our family. So, if you are looking to reduce the number of people working in your business, ask yourself this question first. Do you need to cut down on employees because the company simply can't justify the number of people that you employ? Or do you just need to reduce wages to get through what you estimate is going to be a relatively short period of time? Because for companies that cut their key staff during a recession, they then really struggle to grow coming out of it. Recruiting and training, it's expensive. So, if you believe that you're only facing a short-term hardship, then look at the other options to reduce the payroll on a temporary basis first. So, can some staff become part-time for a period? Or can the company itself move to reduced hours or operate a four-day work week? Doing this alone will reduce your payroll bill by 20%. Some of your team may even welcome the opportunity of taking unpaid leave so that they can work on their own projects or go travelling for a period of time and know that they'll still have a job to come back to. 
But if you do decide that you have no option but to lay off staff, then make that decision and take action quickly and decisively. Don't agonise over it for months, just hoping that the situation is going to resolve itself as your company loses more and more money. The worst thing you can do in your business is have that threat of redundancies hanging over staff with waves of job cuts coming one after the other. You will just see morale and productivity drop. So if you do need to make redundancies, then cut once and cut deep. Make all those redundancies that you think you need to make in one go so that you can draw a line underneath it. Once you've had job cuts in your business, your remaining team needs to know that the action was taken to get the business onto a secure footing and that no more job cuts are coming. They need to know that their job is now safe as a result. A downturn or recession, it also gives you the opportunity to renegotiate your current contracts with your suppliers. Companies will be offering their best prices and doing everything they can to retain customers rather than lose them altogether. So if your business has a landlord, then they may accept a request for a payment holiday for a few months rather than having you go bust and them lose a tenant. Or they may even agree to reduce your rent because that's better than than having an empty space generating no income at all at a time when they know they're going to struggle to refill it. Suppliers might give you better or longer payment terms to keep you buying from them. For example, if you've got a major supplier who you pay on 30 days after a purchase then moving to paying them on 60 days after that purchase, that essentially gives you a month free from payments while still receiving their goods. And once you are on an improved contract, it's then very hard for those suppliers to roll you back to the less favourable deal further down the line. So downturns, they are the perfect time to shop around for deals on your phone lines, to company vehicles, and just to take a look at what suppliers and agencies you use, because they will all likely be offering their best deals or favourable payment terms during a recession. And once you've done what you can to get your company onto a secure financial footing, the next thing you should do is just to take a good long look at your business. Look at the products that you're making or the services that you are offering and work out what impact a downturn will likely have on them. In fact, if a company knows that it is approaching a recession, then the leader of that business, they will normally start clearing their plate so that they can be available to make a lot of quick decisions and just focus on directing the business through that time. So if you are one of those business owners who is struggling to even take a breath, then this is the time to start delegating, automating or outsourcing so that you can really concentrate on steering your business through choppy waters. Acknowledge how people's spending is changing. If people are cutting back on going 
out for experiences and entertainment, then can you change your product or service so that people can now have an experience at home instead? During a downturn, people are wanting to increase their skills and employability. So can you switch to teaching people a skill or to retrain? Can you teach your customers how to do what you do? Could you even teach your customers how to make your product themselves? You could even sell them the ingredients. And this lets them have a product at a lower cost, but it saves you all the operational costs of making and shipping that product yourself. Or maybe you just need to switch your market. Just because your country is in a recession, other countries might be going through a period of growth. So if your home market is going through a tough time, then take a look at what's happening elsewhere in the world. Is this the perfect time to introduce your product or service to a different country that desperately needs it? This is exceptionally easy to do if you offer a service or a digital product, and especially if you target other countries who speak the same language that you do. But even... Physical products can be licensed in other countries. You don't need to package them up and ship them overseas yourselves. You can find somebody in that country who can make your product for you and they can fulfill those orders direct to local customers. If you can flip your own mindset, it might be that a downturn is actually the perfect time to grow your business. A change in consumer behaviour always creates potential opportunities. For example, when companies start cutting back, one of the first things to go is spending on marketing. Cutting back on your advertising budget is just a quick and easy win. But because everyone is doing this, you'll find that there will be less marketing being put out from your competitors. And it's been shown over and again that those companies that are aggressive with their marketing during a downturn are the ones who come out of it in the best shape. And again, in terms of paid advertising, when everybody else is cutting back on their marketing spend, that's when you're going to get the best deals. Magazines will be open to throwing in all sorts of extras and upgrades to get you to advertise with them. Agree to a six-issue deal with them, but on the condition that they put you on the cover for one of those issues. Just keep asking what else they can throw in until they exhaust all their possible offers. If your competitors are putting their marketing on hold, then make sure that your adverts keep running and keep running hard. But remember that selling to the people who already buy from you, that is far cheaper than finding new customers. So focus on remarketing strategies and keeping your current customers engaged. If you're going to offer deals, then offer them first to the people who have already bought from you in the past because they are the ones who will buy again quicker. Get really good at email marketing and make sure that you reconnect with your old customers who might not have heard from you in a while. Even if they are ex-customers who walked away, 
they will be easier to bring back on board than somebody who's never heard of you. So give them a reintroduction offer and tell them what's new since they last bought from you. A recession, it's also a great time to really single out and go after your competitors. Now, I know that as a vegan business, we view competition differently. So if somebody else is trying to bring about the same change in the world that you're trying to bring about, then even if they're selling the same thing that you are, we'd just rather support them and work in collaboration with them as another vegan business. But you're not just in competition with other vegan businesses you'll be in competition with the non-vegan ones too. So if your competitor is being forced to cut back, then really go after them and overtake them. So where are they cutting back? Can you come up with an offer that you can sustainably maintain that attacks their core service, but at a cheaper price to win their customers away? Remember, during a downturn, People still need services and products. It's just that they're looking to get them for the best price. So can you undercut your competitor and still make a profit yourself? Can you come up with an innovative new way for somebody to buy your product, such as leasing instead of buying it outright? Can you use invoice finance, which is where a finance company pays the invoice when somebody buys your product, but then they offer a payment plan to the customer and they charge them interest for that privilege? Could you even give away your product for free? Now, this isn't, bear with me on this, because it's not as daft an idea as it sounds. Email marketing platform MailChimp, they didn't start to see exceptional global growth as a platform until it started offering a free tier. It allowed you to use its core email marketing service for free in return for putting a badge on the bottom of your email newsletter, giving it a free advert to everybody that you emailed. It's exactly what Lisa and I did with Vegan Business Tribe. We launched VBT a month before the pandemic hit us here in the UK. And we quickly switched to it being a free service just so that we could help as many vegan businesses as possible during those really hard early months of the pandemic. And the people who signed up with us during that time they became our most vocal champions and they gave us the foundation to then launch a paid tier several months later. And we still offer that basic, what we call fan tier for free for those who just want access to our weekly email. And imagine the sheer panic that your competitor will feel when they see that you are really going hard with a deal if they're already feeling the squeeze or if you're even giving away the product or service that they're charging people for. Now we are getting a little bit sneaky here and as vegans, I know, we like to be nice and we don't like creating friction and conflict but you can use a downturn to really discourage and even panic your competitors into making bad decisions. Now, I'm not going to divulge if I've done this myself, but I have known companies 
set up an email list that just contains the email addresses of their competitors and then regularly send out disinformation, pretend email marketing with false offers and information that they never intend to make real just to demotivate and panic those people. And as I said, you might think that that's a bit sneaky and immoral, but I can confirm it can be very effective. If a competitor is making cutbacks, then that might also give you the opportunity to pinch their best staff too. If somebody is fearing for their job security, then a solid offer from a competitor in a market that they're already familiar with, that may mean that they're willing to jump over to your ship without even asking you to beat their current wage. So, to wrap all this up, of course, a downturn in the economy, it can be terrifying and it can be the downfall to many businesses who are simply unable to respond. But I will say this again, from my own 20 plus years of running businesses, I have seen that even during the worst recessions, a bunch of people were still raking it in. And then, during the most prosperous of times, I've seen lots of businesses go bust. We are all subject to the same wind. What makes the difference is how you set your sail. Okay, so let's just have a catch-up of what we've just covered in a handy bullet point takeaway of how your company can thrive in a financial downturn or a recession. So number one, when the economy hits a rough patch, then people's spending patterns change. The types of products and services they buy changes. How long it takes to make a decision changes. People reevaluate their outgoings to decide what is necessary and what is a luxury that they may be able to do without. Two. And although this change in consumer buying behaviour creates problems for businesses, it's also what creates the opportunities. So hotel chains, with all their infrastructure, they struggle during a downturn. Whereas a company like Airbnb, who owns no properties themselves, they thrive. Three, recruiting and training staff, it's hard and it's expensive. So, Look at temporary options to reduce your payroll if you think that you're just facing short-term problems. Offer unpaid leave for people to go travelling or to pursue their own projects or cut back to a four-day work week. Four, if you do decide that you have no option but to lay off staff, then take action quickly and decisively. Cut once and cut deep. Once you've had job cuts in your business, your remaining team needs to know that their job is now safe as a result. Five, a downturn or recession, it gives you the opportunity to renegotiate current contracts with your suppliers. Your business's landlord may accept a payment holiday or even reduce your rent rather than lose a tenant. Ask your suppliers if you can move to 60 days instead of 30. Six, during a downturn, people are wanting to increase their skills and their employability. So 
Can you switch to teaching people a new skill or to help them retrain? Could you even teach your customers to do what you do or to make what you make and even sell them the ingredients to do it? Seven, just because your country is in recession, other countries might be going through a period of growth. Is this the perfect time to introduce your product or your service to a different country that desperately needs it? Eight, use this time to get great deals on your marketing. Magazines and platforms, they're going to be open to throwing in all sorts of extras and upgrades to get you to advertise with them. Just keep asking them what else they will throw in until they exhaust all their possible offers. Nine, a recession, it's also a great time to go after your competitors. So can you come up with an offer that attacks their core service at a cheaper price to win away their customers at a time when they're already feeling the squeeze? Can you come up with an innovative new way for somebody to buy from you, such as leasing your product instead of buying it outright? And if your competitor is panicking and cutting back, then that's also the perfect time for you to move in and pinch their best staff who are fearing for their jobs. And 10, no matter how good the economic outlook is, you will find that companies fail. And no matter how bad the economic outlook is, you will find that a bunch of people are making more money than they ever have before. And that is it. Now, I am an optimist, so I do hope that some of the economic forecasts that we're seeing at the moment, especially in the UK, don't happen. But also because I'm an optimist, then if they do happen, I know that there will be as many opportunities for you as there will be problems. And part of that is making sure that you're really focusing on your business, that you're really paying attention, which is why being part of something like Vegan Business Tribe, if you are really serious about growing your business, it's really important. You need to put yourself in the position where you're going to learn, you're going to skill up and to come across the opportunities, which is what the Vegan Business Tribe community is all about. So, if you're not a member already, go and take a look at veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on the big join button on the homepage and you'll see everything that you get when you sign up with us as a member. And being a member, talking about economic downturns, it only costs the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee a week from your local coffee shop. Because we really want to make sure that Vegan Business Tribe is genuinely accessible to everybody all over the world. So thank you for joining us on this one. And if you're listening on iTunes or any platform that lets you rate or leave a review for a podcast, then I would be forever in your debt if you can leave us a quick five-star review or just give us a thumbs up or whatever your podcasting platform allows you to do, even if that's just to subscribe to this podcast. And if you know 
anybody else who's got a vegan business or just thinking about starting one up, then make sure that they know about this podcast too. Just reach out and check that they're a listener because you never know. Some of this information, it might make a huge difference in their business. So thank you so much for giving up your time to join us. Lisa and I, we really appreciate you giving up your time to listen. I know I say that every single episode, but they're really not empty words. And I will see you on the next one.